Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. And it's delicious. Goodbye. David's waving goodbye to me. He's heading out to drive. Good man. Today is Monday, June 10th. June's just clicking right along. Okay, I'm going to, what did I do with that? I grabbed this. Oh, here. I'm going to, um, it's cool today. We had a cold front, a backdoor cold front come in yesterday evening, and it blew and blew all night, and it's still windy today, and um, cold wind, but it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. So I'm going to clean off this chair in my office. Hopefully that's not too loud. Sorry about that. I should talk over it. Um, Isabel loves this chair and she festoons it with her kitty detritus. Yeah. I use um, <laughs> the kitty brush as a first pass which I know is unorthodox, but it's actually very effective to get up the big stuff. And then I go over it with the lint brush to get the finer bits. See, household tips here too at First Cup of Coffee. Now's the lint brush pass. So one thing I did not do this weekend is get the house clean. Normally this would be one of my house cleaning tasks. And um, I need to get the house clean because my mom and stepdad Dave will be here tomorrow afternoon. But David hadn't cleaned up his office yet, which is also the guest room. So I'm just going to, I decide, well, I'd just take a couple hours and clean this afternoon. That way it's even fresher and cleaner. That's my rationalization. I also spent the weekend doing lots of gardening around the house, which was really, really quite wonderful. I was having a good time taking care of, it was beautiful weather until this um, storm came in. So I was taking advantage of that and I'm glad that I did do the outside stuff while it's nice, you know. And actually the house is pretty much clean. It just needs to be like dusted and I notice I really love my Roomba Sparky um, and Sparky is you know the best invention ever but the one thing about him is he does not get into corners and most of the you know for the most part it's not a problem but I've noticed you know now that I've had Sparky for like a year and a half there are a few corners that definitely need <coughs> drop my phone that's not good didn't stop recording though. There's definitely some corners that need attention. So that's that's going to be the biggest part of cleaning up is I'm going to have to actually get out the vacuum cleaner and do that. Oh, horrors. Oh, the humanity. But you know, I figure if I only have to get out the vacuum and use it like once a year, that's a trade I'm willing to make. The other nice thing about the weekend was, is I just had a lot of nice quiet time. Um, 
I did not go to Lyra on Saturday, my local chapter meeting, um, because partly because of the broken contact lens. I'm wearing my glasses still, which is annoying because <laughs> I, I can see okay, but I can't see great with them. Um, I could see well enough to work on the computer, which is like the, you know, 99% of what I care about. Um, but yesterday afternoon, I did drive into town and go to Lowe's to get some plants and some pieces for the drip system. And it was, uh, I can drive okay in town because I know where I'm going. You know, I could see things like streetlights and cars and people and so forth, but I can't read signs and with my glasses. They're not powerful enough. So being at Lowe's and looking for wherever they kept the freaking drip system supplies, which was not with the gardening stuff. You'd think it would be with, like, the gardening stuff and the hoses because that would make intuitive sense, but no. And I and it was mobbed, and I couldn't find anyone to help me. And so I kept going around and around and having, you know, I couldn't see what was on the shelves from any kind of distance. And I had to go up and, like, peer at them like a granny in my glasses. Yeah, what, is, what does that say? What is that? You know, you, and it's funny, you know, like when you see things that look vaguely drip system shaped from a distance, and then you go peer at them up close, and it turns out to be, like, Parts for grills. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was I was both amused at myself and irritated by the entire enterprise. But then I finally found someone to help me because, like, they have barbecue grills in with the garden and hose stuff and everything. Because, I guess, outdoor things and patio furniture in with that. Outdoor things. But I could not find the drip system stuff. And, you know, and if I... Once I got to a certain point, I started getting into automotive because it turns out that like things like spark plugs actually look like drip system components from a distance too when one can't see. Did I mention I can't see? <laughs> so uh, finally I found this gal to help me and I asked her where they keep the drip system things and she said, oh, it's on GOAT. Go back inside. I've found her in the garden center. Go back inside, turn left, and go all the way to the very back wall. It's in with the plumbing stuff. I was like, oh, wow, because I would never have gone (laughs) to the plumbing department to look for it. And I said, I just thought it would be in with the garden hoses and stuff. And she said, no, no, that would be intuitive. (laughs) So at least it was not just me. So. All of that is to say that I was glad that I didn't try to drive down to Albuquerque, not being able to see that well. It's one thing to drive around town in my well-traveled route to Lowe's, um, and it would be another to have to go to Albuquerque, especially since they changed the meeting location, and I don't know where it is, having never been there, and it would have been, it would not have been pretty. And then also, it was just really nice to have... A couple of days at home, being out in the sun. Um, I got a lot of plants repotted. I got a lot of plants planted. I got the drip system set up, um, which takes a while, especially because I had 
uh, especially on the front portal, I had taken down all of the hoses. They tell you to take them down in winter, and and it the wind we had a rough enough winter that it was like tearing them down because I don't I haven't been taking them down. So this time I did take them down and I reconfigured it and it's better now. But it took me a long time to get all of that done. So I was glad I had the time to do it, but also just the time to be quiet in my head. Um, And I did write some notes down for the revision. I do think um, revision takes a lot more out of me than the drafting does, especially if I can get drafting to flow. Um, but so far, I'm I'm at like a little over 96K, like 96.4K on this book, which means I've added about 14,000 words. Um, I've been adding, yeah, like a couple thousand, almost, you know, like sometimes on the high 2000s every day, and that's on top of revising the pages. So that's pretty intense work. I've mostly just been, I added a bunch of scenes that Jenny had asked for, editor Jenny asked for, but I also am just um, sort of elaborating and intensifying, adding a lot more to um, Leah's point of view in particular. Uh, Editor Jenny had complained that Leah was really, Leah is a person who holds things very close to the vest anyway, Um, but I realized that I was doing that after she pointed it out, even in her own head. And so there was a lot of room for me to explore her thoughts, have her think about things. So I'm not done adding. There's going to be quite a bit left. Uh, I'm on page 238 of 345 which I, I was, you know, started out with a draft that was 290 pages. So if I hadn't added all of that stuff, I'd be close to done, right? <laughs> alas, alack, alas. So I'm figuring, looking at my average progress over the last couple of weeks, I'm figuring it'll be three more days. But I can take all week if I need to. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it was good just to have um, a couple of days to just be in my own head. Not that I'm not in my own head all the time anyway, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have been good socializing. Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, I did, um... I did converse with a friend of mine who was it brought up she brought up an interesting point because she was asked at the last moment to participate in um an anthology with a very big name author. I I would be jealous except that she was asked to come up with a novella in like a week. <laughs> and that would have killed me to try to do that. She's a fast writer though. And I read it as she was working on it and gave her feedback. So that was fun. I could have I could have done it, but it it would have thrown off everything else. And 
if they'd offered it to me, I probably wouldn't have been able to say no. So it's just as well she got it. And it's a different genre than I write in. So, but I'm, I'm jealous in principle. <laughs> but anyway, she and I were talking about that, um, emailing back and forth about it. And she said that, um, I can't remember what I asked about it. Oh, I think she just mentioned that she said that it turned out, because she really did crank to meet that deadline. And she said it turned out that one of the author, other authors in the anthology um, could not meet the deadline, and so they had to delay it a week. They had to push it back a week. And I had asked her, I said, I wonder who missed the slot in the first place that you got called in at the last minute. And she said, oh, you know, actually it was, the whole thing was put together at the last minute because somebody dropped out of, um, dropped out of the, you know, the production lineup. And I've talked about that some before that, uh, you know, like there's a production schedule that the, that a publisher will have, you know, and they, they know when they're doing their various books. And if an author fails to meet their deadlines, then it creates a hole in their production schedule. So they had a hole in the production schedule. They decided to um, create this anthology. And so they tagged several authors that they knew could write fast, you know, and said, hey, can you write something really fast? And we're going to put this anthology together and, you know, put this book in, in this hole in the production schedule. So, you know, that's interesting that someone else missed out like that. But then... Oh, what she was commenting on with this, them extending it by a week for this other author is she said that it reminded her of something that I told her a long time ago. See, this is part where we come to Jeffy Dispenses Wisdom. But I do think that it's, it's a key piece for, I think for writers to remember, but I think for everyone to remember, because I think this applies to everything you do in life because you're always working with other people and you know no matter what even if you self-publish you know you're still working with other people and so there's this rule of three and and I didn't come up with it somebody else told me it a long time ago but you need three things in order to be successful or there are three keys to success one is to be brilliant at what you do another is to be easy to work with and the third is to be on time, meet all of your deadlines. And the deal with this is that you do not have to, it's ideal to meet all three, but you don't have to. Really, you only have to meet two of the three, but you can't meet only one of the three. So if you are only brilliant you know, and it's nice to be brilliant, but not everybody gets to be brilliant. If you are only brilliant, but you are awful to work with and always miss your deadlines, then eventually people are not going to want to work with you anymore. Um, likewise, if you are always on time, but you are not brilliant and you are not easy to work with, then they're gradually going to get rid of you. And then finally, if you are, I can't remember which one I left out now. Uh, oh, if, if you're easy to work with, but you still miss all of your deadlines and you're not delivering good work, then 
you know, they'll like you and they'll be very nice when they tell you that they can't give you any more book contracts or that raise that you wanted or whatever it is. So with this other author who missed her deadline, uh, my friend said, I was thinking about what you said to me about that rule of three a long time ago. And she said, I figure this other gal must be brilliant and easy to work with. And I think, well, that's probably valid. It's, um, yeah. And, and since brilliance isn't something that you can control, you can do your best to generate the best possible product. Um, and I hate even using the word product, but you know, no matter what we do, you can do your best to be really good at your job. Um, but, you know, sometimes things don't work out. You know, I've more back to, you know, Picard's rule. It's possible to do everything right and still fail. Um, you know, you, you can do your best to write a really great book. And for whatever reason, it just might not gel. Um, you could try to be really great at your job. You know, you might be doing your best at customer service and then get a run of really horrible customers who blow everything out of the water. When I had my day job, geez, we had this one client who sort of took over the project from someone else. We lost the person that we loved. They moved into a different project and this other guy took over the project and he was a horrible guy. Um, total dick swinger, you know, and he would just randomly change the stuff we were doing just to show, you know, he, how smart he was. He was like, Oh no, this, this will be better this way. And it would be stupid. And I'm not good at, um, accommodating stupid people. And boy, did he hate that I wouldn't knuckle under to him and I would just argue with him. At one point, he even told me that if we were in the military, he was former military, that if we were in the military, he would have me court-martialed. <laughs> and my response, I didn't verbally say it, but uh, I think I made it apparent that my response was, fuck you. You know, that's we are not in the military and you don't get to treat me like cannon fodder in your little campaign of dick swingingness. Um, not that I'm still bitter. <laughs> and actually, it didn't cause me many problems. I got a, a formal reprimand from, or not even a formal reprimand. Uh, the, you know, we had to have a phone call where I apologized. And then, you know, my bosses made it seem like, you know, I'd been chastened. And so Dick Swinger was happy. And then, Privately, everybody told me that I'd done a really good job of managing Dick Swinger guy. And, and it was like he had run through a bunch of other people in the company who couldn't even work with him anymore. You know, at least I managed to work with him. So anyway, that was a total tangent. I didn't mean to get off on that. But the thing is, is you cannot control brilliance. You cannot control how good of a job you can do. You can do your very best and still not have it objectively meet parameters, whatever those might be. You might write the best book that you possibly could. You could write a brilliant book and it might still not sell that well. So so brilliance isn't something that you can control. What you can control is 
being easy to work with and meeting your deadlines. And, and I think a take home from that whole story about Dick Swinger that I didn't really mean to get into was that even though he felt like he would have loved to have me court-martialed, in the end, I did work well with him. I worked better with him than it was possible for pretty much anyone else to work with him. I made it happen, and I continued to work with him for a couple of years after that. And he was always trying to make out like we were friends. And it's like, no, 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 you cannot tell somebody that you would have them court-martialed for insubordination and then act like you're somehow friends. Don't work that way, honey. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my take on working with other people. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it ain't. And on that note, I think I shall go work on my happy revision so that I can turn it in on time. I'm still well within deadline. June 24th is when it's due. I emailed with Jenny and Agent Sarah earlier this, well, earlier this week. <laughs> See, that shows you where my brain is. Um, late last week, um, talking about the cover for the Fiery Citadel and the what book that I am revising. So I told her it's probably going to be in end of this week. I also warned it. Wonder it's going to be longer, but you know, she gets what she gets, right? <laughs> all right. You all have a happy Monday, kick off to a brand new week, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye bye. Take care.